This is Fluency at Your Fingertips by Seb Answers, a podcast for English language learners and teachers. Today we're looking at parts two and three of an IELTS speaking test that I've found um, online through a friend. And the part two says to describe a time when you remember looking at the sky either by day or by night. And you should say where, what, and explain. So I'll begin by answering questions in, well, I'll begin by responding to this prompt. And I'm looking at my wristwatch here. And I'll see that I have a two-minute speech. When I was a young child, I lived in a very small town. And with my mom, we would go outside in the evening Um, with our sleeping bag and there was a hill behind the house where we could put the bag, sleeping bag out and lie under the stars. So we'd go out before it got dark because I was a kid and kids as usual are a little bit nervous about being outside at nighttime. But it was fun to be there with my mom who had a book and we would use the book to identify constellations. So this was an activity that I know she was learning from, but her intention was also to teach me about constellations, and um, she knew some of the stories behind them as well. So uh, she's an English teacher, as am I, and she has studied mythology, so she could tell some of the um, myths uh, from which the names of the constellations come. And we would do our best to identify the ones that uh, were easy to see, and on some nights it was much easier than others. I got good at identifying the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper and Orion and the constellation there uh, with the uh, bow and arrow. And um, the North Star, these constellations are still visible and... um, on a night where it's not, um, there's not too much light pollution, I can still identify them. But I haven't been in um, a rural place like that with such great uh, visibility of the sky for quite a long time. It was really unique at that time when we were in a clearing and uh, on a hill. So that was very special. All right, so that's a two-minute speech, and I'll move on to part three. There are three subtopics here, and uh, this part, again, I've mentioned it in previous posts about part three. It's very important to give um, responses that will demonstrate the score that you're aiming for. So if you want a part nine, you need to speak uh, with good cohesion, good organization, um, respond directly to the question, use good vocabulary that will demonstrate your fluency and your ability to think quickly in English. So this could be five to ten minutes. I've been reminded by a friend that the speaking test is about 15 to 20 minutes, the maximum being 20 minutes. And I had always thought that Just the first part is five, the second part is three to four minutes, and part three is five. But it could be uh, up to ten minutes um, 
for the examiner to really hammer out that uh, upper score if they want to push you to demonstrate more language. So now, beginning with the topic learning about the stars and planets. Do you think all children should learn about stars and planets at school? Why or why not? In my opinion, I think learning about the solar system and uh, aspects of the universe is very important for children from a young age. I think children find it fascinating, uh, especially because the new photography of um, planets and stars with the great telescopes and satellites that are used today provides such interesting pictures to study from. Um, going into a planetarium is a really awesome experience and I think that um, it's very enjoyable. There are many lessons that can be learned related to science, uh, physics, math, and I think the uh, aspect of uh, our solar system um, being that we are on a planet traveling around the sun which provides us and plants energy with which we live is very important to understand and there are many lessons that can be learned from that. Why do some people spend a lot of time studying the stars? There are many reasons. Some have to do with studying stars as a hobby. Um, in fact, stars come and go over time. They have a life span that um, is beyond our lifetime, but the fact that they are so far away means that when stars disappear or appear, it actually has happened a far uh, time in the past. So that aspect alone is very interesting and that someone can learn to identify stars as they uh, come into existence in our view from our perspective on Earth is very interesting, I think, to some people, amateurs and professionals alike. And then beyond that, to identify constellations as a life uh, skill, because it is a survival skill to be able to read the sky at night and to be able to use what you see in the sky to direct uh, your course if you're in a situation that requires navigating using the stars for instance, at sea, or if for some reason a person ended up in the wilderness and they needed to know uh, the direction um, beyond being able to read the sun passing overhead. <laughs> uh, let's see, next question. How does technology help ordinary people learn about the stars? Well, there are all sorts of technologies that help us. Uh, print media is the basic one. I think anybody can pick up a book and you could say print media is technology. Uh, there are other things, of course, te telescopes, as I said, planetariums. Well, I'll take it back. Uh, planetarium allows us to see a presentation. It's the... Um, what are the buildings that have the telescopes inside? I'm at a loss for words at the moment, but yes, great big telescopes uh, that allow us to see in great detail stars and planets. Uh, so those technologies that use magnifying 
uh, glasses and scopes help us view the stars and learn about stars. Uh, stars that are binary, uh, stars that uh, are exploding, a supernova for instance, can be seen in great detail in that way. On to stars and planets and culture. Does reading about the stars and planets help to develop children's imagination? Uh, this, I think, is certain, certainly true, and um, our interest individually and uh, as a society in the stars has created many great stories in the past. So yes, uh, absolutely. I think... Uh, as children, when we are learning to understand the world outside of our small community, it is a very, very powerful experience to begin to learn about what actually uh, happens at um, the level of the solar system, the galaxy, and the universe. It's a quite powerful thing, and to use your brain to try to understand how it's possible and uh, explore questions like where life has come from is a very, very uh, difficult thing that requires a very good imagination. Yes. Why do you think films about stars, planets, and space are so popular? I have seen many good uh, movies, uh, some old and some newer ones that explore aspect of space travel and that as um, the, well, as science fiction, it is entertainment, and um, because it takes you out of your life, and it suspends disbelief, it's very entertaining. Uh, I think the, the stories that make us understand life in a different way are also very powerful, and so because Science fiction uses technology uh, like spaceships and space travel to tell a story that also has a dramatic element or uh, suspense, makes it very entertaining. And so these movies like Star Wars, for instance, play upon very old tropes of mythology um, and bring them up to the modern era, era with uh, the very interesting technology that uh, in some ways exists and that many people would like to see exist at some point in the future. How has the importance of stars and planets to people's lives changed from the past to today? This, I think, is one of the big ones. I've touched on it already. In the past, people needed to read the sky at nighttime to navigate at sea, for instance, and it is uh, true that humans were able to navigate the sea great distances uh, to travel between continents and subcontinents um, using the sky, and that's quite remarkable. And there are maps from the past that demonstrate that people did travel across oceans and did that using uh, the tools that they had, which were viewing the sky. Um, today, we have other technology, and so while people who navigate the seas do learn about how to do that, 
they don't rely on that as the method of navigation. They have instruments and satellites that allow them to do so. On to the topic exploring the universe. Do you think space exploration is a waste of money? Why or why not? I think there are two types here, manned and unmanned exploration. So the unmanned exploration using satellites, um, that, although it does seem to cost quite a lot of money, it doesn't uh, require that um, the satellite be retrieved. So there's a much greater risk when humans actually travel out into space. So I don't think there's a waste of money there. And the reason is that governments fund those projects. And I think it's very important that governments invest in this activity of exploring outer space and educating our society about what exists beyond our planet. How might humans exploit other planets in the future? This is a topic I don't know much about. Uh, there is some talk in the media even about private companies doing so. And the idea that um, the moon could be colonized is not to say that an other planet would be exploited, but rather that the moon of Earth could be mined. Uh, this is a very interesting idea. Um, however, I'm not sure that is necessary. The planet we live on is, is so vast, and even though the natural resources are being depleted, it's very hard for me to believe uh, that it will become possible to exploit another planet, the resources of another planet, at the same time that we are inhabiting Earth. And in fact, I don't think it would be necessary to do so until Earth becomes uninhabitable and if it happens that it's possible for some humans to move on to colonize uh, the moon or Mars for instance um, that would be a type of exploitation but I think that's um, very far in the future and from what I've heard very difficult if not impossible and the final question, would discovering life on other planets benefit humanity? This, I think, is um, something a lot of people are invested in. They definitely want to know that it, uh, other life exists. I do think it would benefit human uh, knowledge and understanding of the world to know that there are other organisms, small or big, that exist outside of Earth. Thanks for watching, and I hope you've enjoyed this speaking test. Bye!